Are the Penguins going to be better in 2021? Time will tell. But are they going to be faster? We know that answer already, or at least we should. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic with DK Pittsburgh Sports. And this is the newly reborn DK Sports Radio Podcasting Network. It should have melted hockey hearts in our region to see the images and video that were put out last night by the Penguins. It was footage of a handful of players who are already in the fold participating in informal workouts on ice up in Cranberry. Players are now starting to fly to their NHL cities from all over the world and go through all their COVID checks and everything else and complete their physical preparations in advance of training camp, which is still expected to start, although none of this has been announced yet, January 3rd. The pictures and video from last night showed Brian Dumoulin, Chad Ruedel, Zach Trotman, Marcus Pedersen, Mike Matheson, Brian Russ, Jared McCann, Jake Gensel, Colton Sevier, Casey DeSmith. There might be other guys there too that just wouldn't have been pictured or wouldn't have been seen in the sessions that were captured. So it's something, you know, they're there. It's real. It's coming. It might not be right when we expect. It might not be the January 13 opening night. It almost certainly won't have fans, but we're getting closer to an actual season. I'm not going to lie. I I turned on the video myself. I wanted to see something that looked like hockey. And what I saw was a bunch of fast dudes. Lots of them. Just out of this group alone, Brian Rust can absolutely fly. He was the Penguins' fastest player last season. Jared McCann has issues as a hockey player. Speed certainly isn't one of them. Matheson has issues as a defenseman, has for a long time in Florida. Speed isn't one of them. Jake Gensel, definitely no issue with speed there. It's a fast team. But what I started thinking about in watching these was, are they faster than the last group? So what you do there, obviously, is take who went out and who came in. That's really the only fair way to do it. Adam Johnson, who'd been one of the fastest players at any level of the organization, uh, thin as a toothpick, and that was always going to be the thing that kept him from competing for steady work in the NHL, signed yesterday with a Swedish team. And here's hoping he does well. I've been on the Adam Johnson bandwagon for a while, including the one that recommended that he eat endless cheeseburgers to try to be able to stick in the league. It didn't work out. I did report to you about two or three months ago that the Penguins had pretty much made up their minds to move on from him, and that's how it came to pass. But Adam Johnson was the guy that I would look to as like, bring him up, he's faster, you know, use him, he's fast, he's fast, he's going to give the Penguins a different look, get some guys who are fast. Well, Rutherford did go and get 
a couple of guys who are fast. And I think those couple are going to make all the difference to today's main issue. Because if you think about this, Patrick Hornquist out, Mike Matheson in. I am the last person on planet Earth to badmouth Patrick Hornquist. He's meant so much to the Penguins organization. I have not a doubt in the world he's going to mean a lot to the Panthers down in Sunrise. But the fact of the matter is, is as a five-on-five player, he wasn't fitting into this top six, and he did, in fact, slow this team down. He's not a plodding skater, but he's no better than an average skater at that, and that's when he's going full blast. Mike Matheson brings the Penguins to the blue line needed speed and mobility. And the option to carry the puck out of the zone instead of just attempting to fire a 40- or 50-foot bullet that doesn't skip on bad ice late in the period. He can join the attack. He can lead the attack. As I mentioned, he's had issues. He's hardly a completed product as an NHL defenseman, certainly not in his own end. But the speed factor is what we're talking about here. So Matheson for Hornquist is a plus in the speed department. This portion of Daily Shot is brought to you by the new authentic Mr. Rogers sweaters. Yes, this is really a thing being brought back to life by our friends at Sun Valley Alpaca Company. They specialize in designing top-of-the-line knit apparel, and these sweaters, which are great for both men and women, are designed to last a lifetime and have the same true iconic look as Fred's Originals. They're made the right way, environmentally friendly, and officially licensed by the Fred Rogers Association. The Mr. Rogers Sweater Collection is only available online at, mark this down, alpacaunlimited.com. One more time, that's alpaca, A-L-P-A-C-A, unlimited.com. There's still time to get one for Christmas or ship it as a gift directly to your loved one. Alpacaunlimited.com for your Mr. Rogers sweater. Kasperi Kapanen comes from the Maple Leafs. Uh, Obviously not player for player. That's a draft pick going in the other direction. He shows up, and per what Jim Rutherford told me, and very flatly with no opinion sound to what he said, Kapanen is the fastest player on the Penguins roster. And when I had a little bit of a disbelief reaction to him, I can't remember exactly what I said, but it was it definitely came across in our phone conversation. His response was, yes, faster than Rust. So the Penguins added the very fastest player they have in Kapanen. And obviously, you know, the the going out aspect. I guess you could throw Jack Johnson in, right? Maybe I should have done that with Matheson instead because that's whose spot Matheson is going to take. It's going to be Jack Johnson's spot as the left-handed D-man on the third pairing. And I don't need to remind any of Jack's legion of fans in this region 
that Jack was lacking speed and mobility and all that other stuff that you saw that forced him to look uh, and play so slowly uh, in his own end and really all over the rink. So if you have Matheson in, Jack out, that is a dramatic, a dramatic uptick of speed and mobility on the blue line. If you take out Hornquist and you replace him with Kapanen, dramatic upgrade. It's only two slots, but they're two important slots in the sense that the defense as a whole needed to get faster. And the Penguins really ran out of top six options once they were forced, and I underscore forced, to use Hornquist in that top six at this stage of his career. As a five-on-five player, he looked slow. Was it enough? Uh, Honestly, I I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I feel strongly that the Penguins still need additional speed, but I'll attach a slash line of energy to that too. Speed and energy aren't always the same thing. Uh, When I think of speed slash energy, I think of Brandon Tanev. Tanev's fast, but he looks that much faster because his motor never stops. Now, does it make sense? That generally comes with youth, although in Tanev's case, it comes just from being psychotic, I guess. (laughs) He never stops. So I'd still like to see some other splash, a surprise splash, if you will, of youth work its way into the lineup over the course of this coming season. If that's Samuel Poulin, so be it. Uh, Poulin's not a burner. He's not captain. But you know when he's out there, he can really, really move. And you know of his energy when he's out there. You feel it. I'd also like to see, for the five billionth time probably making this case, is more of Sam Lafferty. Lafferty wouldn't keep up with Kapanen in a foot race either, but Lafferty comes with a different kind of speed. He comes with a big speed, if you will. He is a a kinetic energy guy. He's coming at you fast and big, and that has a different impact, in some cases literally, when he arrives. That is a nice, nice thing to have on your roster. That's a nice weapon to have. It's a nice way to keep the other team's defensemen from ever feeling too comfortable, especially once they turn their back to the play when you've dumped the puck into the attacking zone. More, you know, more of it. Uh, let it be productive, too. I mentioned Jared McCann. I've been down on him. I I haven't liked a lot about his game, not just the lack of goals in the past year. Let's see him become a more productive player again. That will make the Penguins a faster team because he'll earn more ice time and he'll be more efficient with that ice time. It'll matter more. That'll make the Penguins a faster team. They're not there yet, though. They're not. They're not. But is it more than what they had last season? Yes, absolutely. No question about that. No question about that. When we come back, just one question. 
just one question, and that's brought to you always on this program by the very good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. Their mission is to feed people in need, to eliminate hunger in our region. Their mission has never been more at the forefront of society than it is now. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. One dollar is all it takes to provide enough food for up to five meals. I'm going to say that again to make sure it resonates. One dollar provides five meals. Do the math on that in your head and figure out the good that you can do by contributing to our food bank. The question today comes from Billy Ho. He sends this on the DK Pittsburgh Sports app and says, you can only watch one past Penguins game from any year. What game would it be that you pick and why? Dude, that's tough. You watch one Penguins game from any year. Put me on the spot here. Let's do this. Let's do this. I'm going to reiterate that to me, the greatest single game, not necessarily uh, outcome or impact or any of that kind of stuff, but the greatest single game, and I saw this one in person, was what a lot of people just know as the Adam Graves game, game four against the Rangers in the 92 playoffs where the Penguins were down two games to one. Adam Graves had on Roger Nielsen's orders deliberately broken Mario Lemieux's wrist earlier in the series. The anger inside the Civic Arena that night was unlike any I had felt or experienced uh, for any sporting event. And to have the Penguins come back uh, the way they did from a couple goals down, Ron Francis blasts the puck from almost the red line through Mike Richter. And then Larry Murphy steals the puck from Mark Messier in overtime, whips it toward the net. Ron Francis deflects it, and the place just fell apart. And yet, that's still not the game I'd pick. <laughs> Sorry, thought, thought, thought you had me there. Now, the game that I'd pick for the purposes of watching it, which is what you asked, wouldn't be um, for emotional reasons. As I've gotten more entrenched in the, the professional aspect of watching hockey, writing about hockey and everything else, back then I was you know, just another dude in the seats, sitting up in E32 actually. As I've become more about the job, I'd go with Game 6 in 2016 against the Sharks. From an analytical standpoint, it was incredible to see the Penguins pour on the possession against the Sharks. Um it was incredible how they were able to negate that insane crowd in San Jose, which is easily the loudest venue uh, in the NHL when it's really got it cranked up. And I was up in the press box, and there's a metal roof right over you there. I mean, you feel everything. 
And even in this setting, the Penguins were able to just keep the place so timid because they were so suffocating uh, at all points on the rink. It was the ultimate example of Mike Sullivan hockey. Chris Letang turned in the best single performance by a defenseman in franchise history. Uh, that's something that I expect to say now and forever in full confidence. Everything that he did in that game, not just the goal and not just everything in that shift that led to that goal, the exchanges between him and Sid in the San Jose zone, uh, I could watch forever. Uh, it is a work of art for me, that game. Um, but on top of all that, yeah, I was there and I reported on it. And I had Ole Mata tell me, in the morning, basically exactly how the game was going to play out. And I had it in my head through the whole game. This is how this is going to go. This is what Ole said. This is what Ole heard from Gino in the morning. This is what Ole heard from Hornquist in the morning. And watching those things play out in front of me will always add something to the experience of watching it again. So that's my game. It's not the greatest game but it's the one that uh, I most enjoy watching. Outstanding question, Billy. Appreciate it. Um, and thanks, everybody, for listening. Hopefully by tomorrow we'll be talking about hard dates and start getting this show back on the road, right? building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.